now rocking with One Nation Radio. Welcome to the program. James Boy, Richard Ladder, and a couple friends with the show for your wrestling needs. Shopping off the rest of the IWC. We gon' tell her how it is. We gon' shoot from the hip. If they putting out trash, we gon' rip from the bitch. Make sure that you tweet us and you rate the shows. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Now let's get it on the road. Hey. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. Welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Boyd. And thank you for listening. SocialSuperFlex.com. BWB, what's up? Welcome to One Nation Radio. James, what's going on, man? Not too much, man. Uh, just, just a heads up. I apologize in advance for uh, any background noises. Uh, this happens when you have a two-year-old running around. Not mine, but a two-year-old running around. Just, just to be clear. Right, right. Uh, I want to say, did you have also some... a family member? Just to be clear, as well. I was, I was gonna say, you that... a two-year-old, you have no idea. With, like, yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, just a random baby just hanging out, you know, like, yeah. like you walked out, yeah. like you walked outside and said, "Hey, baby, what's going on?" Yeah. Exactly. Want to hang out? Well, um, that was our uh, new intro for uh, One Nation Radio. Uh, recorded it today, James. What did you think of the, the new intro? Yeah, I like it. Uh, the only the only thing I have a thing about is um, what happens if we decide to talk about uh, something that's not wrestling. That's all. Other than that, it's perfectly uh, good. Some, like something that's not wrestling. I mean, uh, that's why we got that like little instrumental part. Uh, the last part, so I can be like, well, today is going to be something else, but, you know. <laughs> I yeah. did. But, uh, yeah, um, Night of Champions was uh, the, matter of fact, before we get to that, you like the Ric Flair woos, don't you? Woo! You, yeah, sure, you, you, Using Ric Flair ad-libs out here on you boys. But uh, we had the Night of Champions pay-per-view. Um, we had, it was it was an event that was, I thought was one of the better pay-per-views of the year. Um the main event was Seth Rollins versus Sting, and you were actually just rewatching that match. Um, yeah. So, uh, what, Sting? Uh, he was really he was injured in the match. Uh, yeah. You originally thought it was a work. I wasn't sure. Uh, well, I thought it was a work because I didn't know what else they could do after that. Like they had Sting go through, like fall through a damn table. They had Sting. Uh, do a crossbody from the from the top rope to the floor on Seth Rollins. There wasn't too much more he could do without, you know, sort of killing himself. So I figured it was like the story was he's old and your body can't go toe to toe in the champion, even if the champion had one match. It's kind of like a, I figured it was like an equalizer of sorts. Uh-huh. That's what I was thinking as far as story. And like in a weird way, even though that that clearly wasn't what was planned, it still worked as far as the storyline for me. Right, I liked how um, they ended with a roll-up, kind of. It was kind of WCW-ish in the early days. Uh, and basically, um, like, Rollins didn't, like, he didn't curve some more pedigree him, and it was it was like, oh, wow, he had to be resourceful to win because he was, right. he had already had his ass whooped by Cena. He was he was brutally attacked by Cena after the match, AA'd on the ground, should have killed him, should have finished him forever. You know, that thug, John Cena, you know, yeah. I mean, Dr. at it again. Yeah, uh, but if Sting, like, there, there's been reports of saying that was his last match. Um, what did it? We we all turned into to marks over here at uh, at my house when we were watching it. Like, I I was taking notes the entire pay per view for my column I wrote you know, in a notebook. Literally, I put the notebook down and just like the second time he got the scorpion deathlock on. I was just like, come on, Sting. Like, just do it. Just, just win. Just win. And, like, how, how, what were you, how were you feeling at that time? I mean, I got in full, uh, UNC Roy Williams crouch, got to have it mode when Sting <laughs> stuck in the, uh, scorpion deathlock. I was like, please, please, I want to see this. So, I mean, I can't really, I can't really laugh at you or knock you for, for anything you did, because I, I mean, out of everybody that was in the house, I, I'm pretty sure, I think I was the most enthused to try to see Sting as champion, even for a day. okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. And even after a day, it could have literally been 30 seconds, I'd have been okay. Shame to see the cast, and I would have been okay with it. 
Yeah, he Sheamus tried to come out there and cash in, and we'll we'll, we'll get to uh, I guess Kane's back. Um, he yeah. he basically stops uh, Rollins from getting cashed in on, and at that time it was like I thought Rollins was like the biggest babyface in the world. Like he fought so hard to defend like the title through two matches, and then this man Sheamus is gonna come out there. It's like yeah, y'all setting this man up to be face. Yeah. Like, how are we supposed I, to cheer for Kane as a baby face? I, I, oh, my audio's breaking I, up. Because I think we're supposed to feel bad. It's a situation where we don't really care. We're just, we're, we were so burnt out on him for that time he was, before the time he was gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, somewhere to the big show. Uh, I, I think that, <clears throat> I think that, they're trying to play it to where um, they're turning Seth face eventually because of what's going on with the authority. But the thing that makes it hard for me to try to figure out is um, because of how Seth is so whining and whining and annoying, I don't know how we're supposed to take him as a face given that he's still whining and annoying. Like he's got to like, they've got to drop that act with him. Like, the whining and annoying, like, he's got to become, like... Like, they've got to start, like, just giving him more immeasurable odds against guys that, like... Like, run a couple... I think if they ran a couple heel versus heel matches... Like, this is something they used to do all the time in 1997. Like, just book Seth Rollins against Sheamus randomly on Monday Night Raw. Like, not for the belt or anything. Like, just do it. And, and just say, like... And, and watch, like, the crowd just instantly, like, just, just cheer for Rollins. It'll, it'll be, like... I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. Is there any chance that they're not turning Seth face, and in reality they're actually turning the authority face? Um, I don't, I don't know what really a face authority would be. But... I mean, they pretty much turned into like the same authority figure, except they're not assholes. <laughs> like they, 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 I don't really see like why they, why they, why they would have much use then, like, like unless it's like Jack Tunney, like. <laughs> Or, yeah, or, or Teddy Michaels, Long, right? Yeah, Commissioner Michaels, but I don't, I don't think though. Like they know, they know where their bread is buttered. Like I, I, I agree, but it seems like they don't like. Given what both of them do, or what both of them did on Monday, I can't tell which is which, mm-hmm. or where where they're going with it. Maybe they're just doing this in the in the meantime to, until they figure out who his actual next challenge is. I don't know. Because like you just figured it had to be some type of tension with the champion. I don't know. Like I was, I was trying to figure it out the other day. Like, and I was like, the best is the best case scenario: Sheamus losing the title at the Royal Rumble, just so he can lose his rematch at Fastlane and then basically go away. Or then, like, who wins the Royal Rumble in that case? Like, do they let a heel win the Royal Rumble? Like, I don't. And going to WrestleMania with a faces champion against a heel. Like, I was counting back through history, like, heels don't win the Royal Rumble. Really? Uh, no. No. Like, all right, 1993, Yokozuna won it. 1994. Okay. Or, or 95, Sean was a heel. 96, Sean won it as a face-off. Yep. 97, Britt really won, but Austin wins a heel. Uh, McMahon won in 99 as a heel. Rock 2000 face. 2001 Austin face. 2002 Triple H face. 2003 Brock Lesnar face. 2004 Chris Benoit face. Oh, excuse me. Face. Um, 2005 Batista face. 2006 Rey Mysterio face. 2007 Undertaker face. 2008 um, who is 2000? John Cena face. 2009 Randy Orton heel. 2010 Alberto Del Rio or Edge face 2011 Alberto Del Rio heel and everything since then has been a face okay even though you know a- even though Batista got booed he was a face you know yeah yeah right right same thing for Roman Reigns right yeah um <clears throat> I, I mean I never really thought about it I mean you figure that's the sort of deal that would happen though because you know Wrestlemania is all about the face coming out as champion the other night anyway so you know yeah. A, that, that that would be obviously that would go hand in hand with whoever won the Royal Rumble. Look, unless you know they just say, you know what, we ain't doing this like they did the Roman Reigns this year. 
<laughs> just ruin that man's title win. Like, like, do you ever feel bad for Roman Reigns? Like that 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 yeah. we, you know, us as a community, as a wrestling community, like played such a like role in his downfall. Okay, I don't know what. Okay, I felt bad for him. Was it after Daniel Bryan and Fastlane? I'm not sure. Or maybe it was even like. I feel bad for the, what he's been, what he's had to deal with as far as getting booed when he's clearly a face, mm-hmm. and he's not like the, the god awful worker people make him out to be. When in reality, like the issue people really have from him is he punches too much more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't tell me that his match at WrestleMania, his match at Fastlane, and you know, and the match he's show had, match. like at you know the Fatal Four Way he had at I think Extreme Night Extreme Rules, uh, the one after with Orton and. And, um, and the rest of the show members, like, that was another good match. So you can't, like, you're not going to tell me that he's just some terrible worker. That's not the case. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, is he off and on and most and a lot of times off with his promos? Yeah. But, like, I, the thing for me was, like, that was never the issue. The issue with me was, like, they made a bad decision by taking, by picking him instead of Daniel Bryan if they were going to bring Daniel Bryan back for a rumble. And, like, that's my, my main sticking point. Yeah. So, like, for other people, when they go off, like, into the other stuff, that's just, like, that's just bitterness mm-hmm. for me. Um, so, like, I, I think, think, you know, I felt bad for him. I'm pretty sure we've said that. Like, he's been stuck in a lot of bad situations, especially with um, him being around Dean Ambrose and they're all buddy-buddy for so many months, so it seems like there's going to be a turn on hand. Look, but it ain't no turn. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, and also this whole Bray Wyatt thing was like, you know, this is a dude that's like... Bray Wyatt don't help nobody. In quicksand as a face, and what do you do? Give him the guy that's not going to get him over. Right. And the thing is, he's not going to get Wyatt over as a, as a heel. Like, I said, right. I think I said on the podcast last week, like, neither one of them is good for each other. I actually ended up writing that in my column. And, um, but, okay? No, you're good. Okay, uh, but moving on, uh, we got a little off track. Uh, Seth Rollins and John Cena fought, and they were in a great uh, United States title match. I thought this match was better than their uh, SummerSlam match uh, because n- the non-fuck finish. And they, they're they supposedly they're reeling in the finisher thing. Like, I, I heard that, which eventually they kind of had to do because no one believed like i think you said like you were saying on the couch like, that's that ain't no three three what the hell like what are they doing uh and then basically you know they're going to desensitize the audience like with the all the finishers and then basically when wrestlemania comes yeah now y'all boys get to start kicking out and have these epic matches And I think that that was like a big reason a lot of Daniel Bryan's matches were so good, were so good to me because they weren't littered with a million false finishes. Like the Cena versus uh, Bryan, for example, uh, was really good. Uh, him versus Bray right. Wyatt, stuff like that. Yeah, you know his WrestleMania matches, the match he had with uh, I'm blanking. Oh, uh, the match he had with 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 Roman Reigns, same thing. Like. Mm-hmm. He he need him he needed him one time he kicked out and then he went to go need him again and he caught a spear and that was the end of it. All right. Damn Brian, man. But uh, yeah, uh, Cena beat Rollins. Uh, I think those two are like running really hard for wrestler of the year. Uh, in your book, James, who's ahead right now? Uh, it would have to be Cena. Um, I would say the quality of the top matches. Uh, yeah, it had to be Cena. Like he, he has him in like most high, like has him in in quantity of mm-hmm. matches. Like the 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 Cesaro matches, the Owens matches, the Rollins matches, uh, the Triple Threat match at Royal Rumble, uh, the Dean Ambrose match. I think the night after Mania. Yeah, uh, you know. <clears throat> I mean, I wasn't a fan of any of the uh, Rusev matches in particular, but they weren't like those matches stunk either. Yeah, I thought their WrestleMania match was probably the best one. But um, they, yeah, um, I kind of called it earlier in the year. He's been my wrestler of the year pretty much all year. I feel like Rollins has closed the gap just because he's been excellent lately. But, uh, and he's really proving himself. He's wrestling back-to-back on pay-per-views. Like, that shit's crazy. But, um... 
moving on, uh, we had the Wyatt family against um, the Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, and Y2J, Chris Jericho. Um, Jericho's old, man. Like, like I started, I started coming to grips with his uh, wrestling mortality recently. Like he's about to be forty-five. Like he's still raw. Don't get it wrong. Like he's still raw, but it's just like, okay. I think they kind of knew that the uh, the face thing with him is just like, okay, he's coming back. He's whatever. He's gonna do whatever. It's just they're gonna make him lose a bunch of matches. But the perspective heel turn that could be on deck. I'm down for that because that could lead him to fight Roman Reigns, give Reigns something to do towards the end of the year. That's exciting. That's away from the title. Um, you potentially give Cena uh, another opponent um, with him with Cena versus Jericho, um, and pretty much any other face you want to run out there with uh, with Jericho. Did they make the right? Yeah, de- I agree. Yeah. Did they make the right decision with the Wyatt family winning? And what did you think of Braun Strowman? Um, I I thought that they were going to win. Um, so that you know that's fine. Uh, Strowman, you know, it's Braun Strowman. Uh, <laughs> it's Braun Strowman. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think the most interesting thing is Jericho. I really, you know, if it was up to me, the first feud I I would have him do would be him versus Ambrose. Right. Um. I don't, I mean, I don't really know how Jericho gets, uh, how he actually gets Roman Reigns over. Seems like there's some unfinished business with Roman Reigns and the Whites, so that would kind of be a thing to, like, pull him away for a second. I don't, so, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I think they've got to do Dean Ambrose versus Jericho. They've got to do Dean Ambrose versus Jericho, but they're rumoring a uh, six-man tag with Orton, Reigns, and Ambrose against the Wyatt family, and it will probably be in the cell. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, that's a lot of guys in the Hell in a Cell match, so there's going to be a lot to follow. Was Uh, Jericho on SmackDown this week? I don't watch SmackDown. I wouldn't even know. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I figured you read spoilers. Oh, no, nah, I didn't. Uh, Look, I'm to the point, I don't even read spoilers on SmackDown. It's just like, oh, okay, <laughs> whatever. That's just like superstars okay. to me. So, like, what's Je- what's Jericho's schedule? Um, I know he's wrestling Kevin Owens um, in, the, in the garden, and after that, right. I'm not sure. But Is he, is he going to be on TV tomorrow or on Monday or no? I was shocked he wasn't on TV uh, the other day. Maybe Jericho only does the big towns. You know. <laughs> what but, do you uh, mean Jericho uh, Jericho wasn't on TV on Raw was he no and that was like the whole thing I wanted answers and didn't get any maybe it was just a one off type of deal yeah we'll see I don't know why he'd come back to do that like <laughs> funsies uh, huh yeah for funsies yeah I, I show up show, well it wasn't H-Time you know <laughs> you, you know they do have not, they have they do have wonderful nightlife out there. I don't even know what to say about that. Uh, we got a new Divas champion. Uh, Charlotte defeated Nikki in a very well done match. Um, they pretty much worked over uh, Charlotte's leg, and I was like confused. I didn't know whether I was watching Nikki Bella or Bret Hart. Um, <laughs> don't say that on there. You will get so much hate for that shit. How dare you? You know Nikki How Bella and Bret Hart. You know just alike. You know, just alike. Uh, you know, family in the business. You know, you know, star star of the family. You know, figure four around the leg post or around the ring uh, post, and you know, you know, people hate on them. You know, but um, it was an excellent match. I was, you know. I had mixed feelings about Nikki's title reign ending. I really enjoyed Nikki as a champion and the, the immense amount of heat and just how angry she made everybody. I just loved it. Um, but uh, Charlotte wins the belt now and coupled with the page turn, which we all saw coming a mile away. What did you think of this uh, of this shoot interview Paige did? This Yeah, this, I don't mean to shoot, but... But bang, bang. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Uh... I guess there's some similarities. I, or people are raising um, 
comparisons between that and the uh, the one AJ did on the horn like a year ago or a year and change ago. Yeah. Um, I felt it was different. I felt like because they have they've been building around this deep revolution thing that. Um, I kind of like how Paige they were, said. They were actually. Sorry. Because I Paige was like, "Ain't no revolution, bitch." Yeah, um, that because uh, you know she brought it up or whatever, and they've been doing it, and they've you know it's had successes, had failures at the same time, but because they've actually have been doing something with the women, like it seemed like every complaint she's had about them, as far as you know, this person's made it and they've gone to where they are because they've you know done whatever or they had relations with you know the the male counterparts of the the uh, WWE roster, it, it, it actually like builds like a real animosity in the future for her to fight you know even under like the girls that are lower that aren't even necessarily in the division like you saw how they just brought back um natty so like yeah, that's a, she got to fight somebody they showed them in the back talking to each other so that that seemed like something like that was smart storytelling for me mm-hmm. um they, I, I i feel like her and nikki bella are gonna get in each other's way uh, I think you have to take Nikki out of the title picture now and just like give her a rest off of yes. off of TV um, for a while. Like just you know, just let her show up, fuck with people, cut a promo here and there, have her have her go on vacation or something. Book it like that. Yeah, I'm going on vacation, and have her send videos from an island or some shit. Like yeah, I'll be coming back whenever to to, to get my title. But y'all bitches, you know, y'all do whatever. In in the meantime, her words, not mine. But um, they uh. <laughs> Uh, back to the match. Uh, what did you think of the match? Um, good match. Uh, I, I mean, I just watched it um, during this podcast. Actually, have uh, a little issue I have with the match uh, in particular was um, the initial injury that got her um, Charlotte's knee injured. Uh-huh. It didn't seem. She didn't sell it well enough at the beginning. Like, she had this weird delay. It was like, oh, she fell down from the apron, and then, like, she, like, goes to take a step, and then she has an issue. It was almost like as if she watched, like, the 30 for 30 documentary on Bo Jackson when he uh, dislocated his hip. <laughs> and it, it was such a, like, he, oh, the, the hip pulled out the socket, and then he jumped, and he takes a step up the, 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 uh, the socket goes right, it goes right back in the socket. Uh-huh. And, you, and you're looking at it, you're like, that doesn't even look like something happened to you. That's what happened with Charlotte, but this is pro wrestling. You're, at the, you're supposed to sell that kind of stuff. <laughs> but, um, I mean, for the most part, I liked it. I didn't really, uh, the weird, the little weird deal where uh, Nikki has her in a submission, a leg submission, and Charlotte's reaching for the ropes. And, um, the, the other two Bellas are trying to move grab onto the rope to make the rope harder to reach and then Nikki has to let it go because obviously she can't, she lose her belt and she has no championship advantage yep. that was kind of like wow these women stupid that doesn't really help her out <laughs> um, but I mean those were only two like little things other than that it was a good match I think that was Nikki's best match that I've ever seen her have um, <clears throat> moving on we had the um, Dudleys take on the New Day and the New Day, I feel like, are fat. They are the most entertaining non-main event thing going today in WWE. Uh, they basically, Xavier Woods, like, just starts playing his trumpet. He starts playing a Rocky theme. Uh, he He's an overall just nuisance everywhere. Um, how do you feel about the New Day? Did, did, you, did you ever expect this? Um... I can't remember like what uh, they actually have salvaged this, but it may or may not have been at SummerSlam. But around that time, I was like, "Wow, they've been able to turn this around." Mm-hmm. And then they went into you know Bizarre World, aka the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, and then you got got to see how much you know the hardcore fans enjoy what they were doing. Right. Um, as far as uh, New Day in that match on Sunday, do you think that they should have held off uh, putting Xavier through a table? Um, 
No, because they, they, that they, was just right. That, that was just right because uh, if they were going to do the DQ finish, they still had to give the uh, faces some type of, or they had to give the heels some type of uh, ass whooping at that point. Uh, right. <clears throat> I think okay. I think this sets up for like a tag team steel cage match where it will be in theory harder for Xavier Woods to interfere. Um, I don't think they'll fight at Hell in a Cell. Like we could see them fight in a steel cage on Monday Night Raw or something. Um, they are having a title match also at the Madison Square Garden event. Um, they could do a title change there just because they're in New York and the whole uh, uh-huh. Dudleys and all that. But in my opinion, like you remove the nostalgia factor. The Dudleys aren't in the same aren't in the same league as the New Day right now. No. And um, what do you think of? No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I, no, I was done. Oh, what do you think? Uh, what did you think of uh, their match on Monday, where you have New Day and Rusev <laughs> um, in a six man tag match versus? I was two things I want to get to on that. But uh, they were they were wrestling against uh, the Dudleys and Ziggler. Mm-hmm. Like, did did you think it was weird that like there's going to be a six man tag match on the New Day, and they said no, we're going to add another guy. Like, we were making sure that you never wrestles Avery. Yeah, um, I guess that's that's their deal with him. But eventually, uh, Xavier Woods going to have to going to have to get in there and fight at some point. Like, that's going to be the heat. Like, like back in the day, like with Bobby Heenan the thing was always, like, getting to Heenan. So somebody has to eventually get to Woods. But the sheer hilarity of Rusev teaming up with the New Day and then how these boys sold that shit, like, on Twitter and everything is just, like, is everything we want wrestling to be in 2015. Like, all the stuff, like, Xavier's, like, we're cool... What was that? How did they retcon it? I forgot. They said, uh, like, we talked out all, all, all our issues, and uh, Russo apologized for the way he treated us, and, like, he came to dinner or something like that. I don't know what it was, but, yeah, <sighs> immediately I was like, hold on, how are Russo and the New Day going to be teaming up? This ain't right. Look, if I'm ever, if I'm going to believe Russo and the New Day at times, like, Russo was watching black wrestlers for that, that whole that whole fall and summer, I need to see like the fair conference conference between Game and, and Fifty Cent where they they sit there and they give each other a hug and shake hands. And a <laughs> That's what I need to see. Like I'm just saying on Twitter that they made enough ain't enough for me. Yeah, they um I think what they need to do, like you said, had that press conference. At a podium. That's what I need. Well, the thing with them, like, I think I think the New Day, like, they, both of them boys wear jumpsuit kind of things, right? They got to, like, exchange gifts or something. Like, Rusev's got to give them, like, some type of jumpsuit. They got to give Rusev, like, an honorary, like, New Day jumpsuit or something. Dude, if I see Rusev in a fucking New Day jumpsuit, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> okay? I'm just going to lose it. Audio's getting a little rough. What do you think of when Xavier was... Uh, playing Lucifer's trombone, bro. Um, Xavier Woods is excellence. That's what I think. <laughs> he um he basically is just like he he's he's a great manager. Uh, it it takes me back to the NXT special that they did. Um, and basically they said he has everything except the hype. Like he can be entertaining, and he um. Basically, he has, like I said, he's he's energetic. He can get over in the crowd. He can talk. He can wrestle. He's just not better than like you don't ever put Kofi Kingston or Biggie not in the ring. Like, right? That's just a part of the act. Like, but um, that's gonna. Hold on. Do we finish? Oh yeah, and Kevin Owens won the Intercontinental Championship from Ryback, and Ziggler defeated Rusev. Um, I mean, we can go like we can go. You know, five minutes, right? 20, like 26 minutes, right? Something like that? Yeah, we're like, yeah, 29 right now. Okay. Uh, We're going to come back. We're having some, we're going to reconnect our mics. So um, check out uh, this next song we're going to drop into. We're going to reconnect the mic because James was kind of lagging on that part. But uh, this is One Nation Radio. Yeah, baby. I, I want you to be mine. I know my lifestyle is driving you crazy. 
Nation Radio. We are reconnected. Uh, we just listened to again by Fetty Wap, whose album dropped today. Uh, very tight work. Um, <clears throat> so, um, Kevin Owens won his first championship in WWE. What did this mean, James? Um, and it's funny because after he won the belt, I said to you and Josh, like, wow, I guess, you know, his whole thing from NXT where he, his whole thing was he said he's a, he's a prize fighter and, you know, so he needs a belt. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he comes back later and does the backstage promo and he literally says the same exact thing. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, that was, that was a now, good call on your behalf. Like, okay, now we're, now we're getting somewhere with him. Like, where we were worried before, we are thinking, you know, you know, what happens with him at the Cena, you know, he's floated around for about a month or so. Uh, and now he's back on pace to where he's back where we wanted him to be, or he's going to, he's heading in the direction that we wanted to see out of him, given what he did at NXT. Mm-hmm. They, um, <clears throat> I think Owens from here, like he can literally do anything. Um, he is, it was long overdue and it kind of silenced the, uh, the skeptics, um, they thought WWE didn't believe in him. Now they could fuck up the title reign. They, you know, fuck up the title reign. You know, they could do all that. But just for that moment where he rolled uh, right back up, and it was like, oh, okay, he he won as a heel. You know, it leaves the door open for a rematch, and then he can fight pretty much anybody that's a face at this point. And the matches will be good, and they can probably attempt to do what they really wanted to do with Daniel Bryan with Kevin Owens as the Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, they could. Uh, they could also book him into oblivion. So, you know, he could come out there and job to the big show, like Cesaro. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I, I think that there's a lot of opportunity for him. Yeah, there's a lot of guys that he has yet to go through to fight because you know, like he could, like he could still fight Cesaro if they want him to. He could finish out his few. He was right back to. He could always fight Randy Orton. He could always fight or um, Ziggler, Dean Ambrose. Uh, I don't know. Well, they wrestled on TV quite a bunch. Uh, he could fight Rusev. Once they figure out if they want him to be a face or not yet. Um, like, there's a lot of opportunity. Like, he seems to be like, depending on how this work goes out, unless the Intercontinental title is actually literally cursed, mm-hmm. go out and have match have great match have the great match and at pay-per-views for the next year or so if they want to keep the belt on him that long or not but right. you know like he's he's he has to be set i like, feel like what he, where he's at right now he can be set until wrestlemania if they if they so choose and it would be like i feel like the person his wrestlemania opponent i've said it before has got to be Sami Zayn. like Sami Zayn versus kevin owens for the intercontinental title at uh wrestlemania 32 would blow the the building off like like the the, the top of Jerry World would just explode you know just com- spontaneous combustion you know or they get twelve minutes yeah you can never underestimate that you know we we gonna talk about these uh, WrestleMania rumors too uh, <laughs> oh no <laughs> I didn't know the WrestleMania rumors you yes. gonna blow my day aren't you. Bruh, I, there are a couple. It's just like it just makes you just just get get a look on your face. Like I can't believe Vince would do this. Like like uh, no, bro, no. Like like what is wrong with you? What are you seeing? Okay, save it for later. Yep. Save it for later. Um, the um, Ziggler and Rusev. Uh, Ziggler basically premiered the ravishing rude like tights of Lana. Uh, they had a very good match. I thought. I thought what they what they did was what pro wrestling was all about. Like, if you just look at both those guys, you think Ziggler or Rusev would just kill. He snapped Ziggler in half. But all Ziggler's um, offense looked believable to me, and those guys like worked the crowd good. And Rusev is, I just feel like he he's earned himself a title shot, like a world title shot at some point. Like with his work yeah, in this um, feud. Yeah, I just think they have to turn him face to get the title shot. Um, yeah, like like I didn't say win, but he can <laughs> he can fight for the belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he has to be like similar to the um, the Ryback role. If right, like in a pinch, you can throw Ryback in a feud and have him uh, be this gigantic menacing guy that can that you know could just 
take the belt off of um, a chicken shit heel. Yeah, I, I would watch a Rusev versus like, Rollins match. That, that would be like, awesome. Far, like, uh, yeah, I think that um, I don't really know. Um, like right now, they're doing this girl feud or whatever. Um, but I, or, I'm, or sorry, I love square rela- uh, thing with with Ziggler and and. Mm-hmm. Summer Rae and Lana. Yep. But I don't know for a championship feud what he could do as the uh, as a monster heel. Like he would have to go back to the nationalism stuff, and I don't think that's really a good idea for him. Yeah, like I think he, he he's like he's gonna be locked in the turning face. Like it's coming. Like people are coming around on him. I feel like, and if they they're not. I want to know why <laughs> he started wearing shoes. You know, that was like one of my biggest complaints with him forever. You know, I, I was, I was, I was banging that by roots of shoes hashtag for quite some time. Um, but, uh, what else do we have on raw? That was, you know, fairly important. Uh, we had, uh, Cesaro lose to the big show, uh, to, to prep the big show for his match with Brock Lesnar. Um, did you have a problem with this, James? Because the internet exploded. Like, they couldn't use anyone else in that Cesaro role. Okay, this is how I feel. Big Show is a giant. <laughs> yeah, sure because it is. Because promo is about a giant. He sure is a giant. need to come out here and cool anybody's jets. Especially somebody that's a mechanic that's as valuable as, as Cesaro is, just to go over and lose in Madison Square Garden to, to Brock Lesnar when he's going to lose that match and come back the very next day and say, What? I'm a giant. He's a giant. Yeah. I feel like that was an unnecessary sacrifice. Yeah. And it's just, it's like, okay, the. Uh... What happened to the Cesaro section? Like, <laughs> like what happened to him being in, in the uh, match right underneath the main event at SummerSlam? You know, what happened to him having great matches with John Cena back-to-back weeks? Like, Cesaro didn't do anything wrong. Like, he was fine on the mic. I guess they just, they don't they don't know what they have. You know, they could run him and Owens back for the Intercontinental title now. They could do that. They could, they, let could. Him, they could let him fight Sheamus and, and bring the briefcase into play. Like, how, you know, these are all great ideas. I'm sure they just have not considered any of them. I, I wonder why, um, given that... Uh, given that Randy Orton had just came back again by him going, you know, being away, he was only gone for a week or two. Mm-hmm. Couldn't they have had uh, Big Show beat? Oh, well, he didn't, he wouldn't have beat him clean. Um, yeah, Randy Orton was on TV. I'm trying to think who could he have beaten besides Cesaro that would have that could have worked <clears throat> besides him. I, I don't know. I'm thinking, um, uh, what face could could he have beaten to, to do this besides Cesaro? Um, uh, Mark Henry, <laughs> who they gave to Sheamus. <laughs> Let's see. Um, if there was a face for him to beat, let's see. Um, if he just had to be the face clean, who could we have picked besides Cesaro? That we wouldn't have. That people wouldn't have like just revolted over. Uh, I mean, like who could have took a loss and still would have been fine for their credit, like, as far as their standing in people's eyes. Let me let me pull up the the. I have to pull up the entire roster in WWE. This is this is shameful. Um, yeah, this is weird. Yeah. Uh, Let's see, because you just like those guys. He ain't beating Owen. He ain't beating Cena. He ain't beating uh, any of the Shield guys. Uh, nope. How about? Let's see. Hell, bring out a. Oh, no, you can't do him. He's injured. Bring out like let Fandango take that loss or something. Like, like bring out Jack Swagger. He like, gotta be somebody with some credibility, though. Like, bring out Jack Swagger. That man's a shooter, you know. 
That man's, no, that man's you know legit. I mean, you know? somebody that we've seen on TV. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Now that, th- now that I'm rethinking this thing, he, that might have been the only, like, that That was the, that probably was the best choice for them somebody to be. Somebody with some real credibility and somebody to be a threat for him. I mean, for me, personally. Hell, let Zack Ryder get squashed. Fuck it. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry? Let Zack Ryder get squashed. Fuck it. Oh, my God. No, nah, man. Yeah, okay. So. From their from their point of view, I can see why they did that. But for me, like Big Show don't need no matches. He's a giant. Have give him a mic. Tell him he's a giant. Have him choke slam Miz uh, at Miz, yeah, Miz TV. To hell, knockout, knockout punch him. Yeah, they could do that. They uh they they surely could have done that, but you know. The uh what else do we have on Raw? We had Natalia versus Naomi. Uh, Naomi with yeah. the with the victory over Natalia. Uh, you gotta love how they welcome you back to the roster. Yeah, we ain't seen you in four or five months. Ida, how about an ass to the face? Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they do the like little the little cheating gimmick and whatever. Okay, you know, fine. Naomi gets a win, which is cool. It's always good to see Naomi wrestling because Naomi's gonna get lost, bro. Like, and yeah. and I I hate to say it, like she's gonna get lost in the shuffle. Uh, all that athleticism and everything they could have put to use like a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, where they had a chance to like really do something with her. Or seven months ago. Yeah, they really had a chance to do something with her and like, you know, give her the belt for a short period of time. I don't think she'll ever win the belt now with, you know, the depth of the, of the division. Same here. Um, I don't have an issue with um, Natty losing because it was building a storyline saying that there's three gangs, basically, and yep. if you end in the gang, you're not finna prosper. Right. So. Yeah, she gotta she gotta find some partners. Yeah, and it looks like Paige might be someone that they ended up with. So it might be two teams of three and two teams of two. Hmm. That's a possibility. So I mean, I, it's cool. I would have liked to have seen a win. What's up? I would have liked to see them win on our first match back, but when it's hard to get now, you only get there's only two Divas matches. There's only going to be two matches. You know, no, <laughs> yeah. no Sasha Banks once again. Um, I'm getting kind of impatient, bro, and I ain't really about watching no SmackDown like that. You know, I don't like. I, I guess maybe they're trying to, to treat Sasha Banks like she's Daniel Bryan. Like I love Sasha Banks and all that, but I ain't about to just ruin my Thursdays, dude. What if we found out that Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch are out here tearing it up on SmackDown? What do you feel? What do you feel cheated? I feel like, man, like I don't know if I would feel bad or I would blame WWE. I'd be like, well, you know, I do have the opportunity to watch it, you know, like if not live, like to go ahead and find out. But nah, I'm just not doing it, bro. I, I, I'm not. I'm not watching SmackDown until next year, like until the year starts because when they go to USA. Because you know how they get down on SmackDown. Like, if something's really, really good as a match... They're gonna fuck it up. They'll run it back on SmackDown, like, you know, that month, like, you know, six days later from when they recorded it, and they try to recreate it as good as that SmackDown match. Like, that happened a bunch of times with, like, Cena and and Luke Harper. Uh, I think think that Sasha uh, Banks-Page match, one of those were were, uh, brought back like that, too. Yeah. It's just unfortunate, man. Yeah, they, they've got like, they got to figure. Like they out. can't be doing this to me. Like they got there's look Thursday night football takes precedent over SmackDown. They should they need to know that. Yeah, I don't know what they were thinking. You know, Vince was like, just compete with everybody. Um, let's see what else we got going on. Um, basically, we've got uh, we it looks like we've got bipolar Kane. Um, I thought it was hilarious most of the night until Kane, they, they did the, the horror movie gimmick, pull him, uh, underneath the ring. I was like, all of a sudden I just got flashbacks to like, to the Undertaker pulling people under the ring, pulling Shawn Michaels under the ring in like 1997, uh, Undertaker pulling Diesel under the ring in 1996, Undertaker pulling everybody under the ring, Kane pulling people under the ring, trying to pull Brie Bella under the ring. So basically what they tried to say was Brie Bella was stronger than the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. She actually got away from Kane. Yeah, but she had Daniel Bryan helping her. And now World Heavyweight Champion. What's up? But they also had, uh, they also 
had Daniel Bryan out. helping her out, pulling her out, helping her. So that you know, that's two on one. Yeah, you know, gang, gang mentality. But yeah. um, uh, Kane, Kane looks like he's gonna get a world world title shot, and this could be the I don't know if it's just the last run of Kane or. They don't really have any more opponents for Kane. You said you were thinking of two things. Yeah. Um, I, I, two things came to mind when it came to this Kane thing. One was when they were doing the Team Hell No stuff, and they were in the diner, and Kane is getting mad at Daniel Bryan. He's talking about, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I can cut your beard, your goat beard off and this and that, and I'm going to fr- put it in the deep fryer. And then, uh, was it Dr. Shelby goes and asks, yeah, are you, uh, do you really do that, Kane? He goes, I don't know what you're talking about. My name is Gerald or whatever. Yeah, my name is, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was like Gerald, but it's really Glenn. Yeah, he's like, my name's, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. My name is so-and-so. That's what, like, and I was like passive-aggressive Kane. And then the other thing that made me think of was, remember, uh, the Dave Chappelle-Rick James skit? When he slaps Charlie Murphy and he ends up meeting him later, yes. and then uh, you know he slaps him again, and, and then he's all upset and he's like, "What you slap me for?" He's like, "Cause you, cause, cause you slapped me." He's like, "That was weeks ago, motherfucker." Partying, and then Rick, Charlie Murphy goes, "No, that was tonight." And then Rick James goes, "That was tonight." I had no idea why, because cocaine's out of a drug. Like, Kane <laughs> basically, basically on it just basically. Kane is Rick James. He's in a cocaine fugue state. Yes. Wow. Wow. Hot take. <laughs> I'm not serious, but I'm saying like that's just like that's kind of ridiculous. It's like this man is like snapped so much, and now he has split personality, basically. Yeah. Um. I hope this is the last Kane WWE World Heavyweight Title match I ever see. Um. <laughs> he was in the top. F- three or four at the Royal Rumble, and I thought it was a travesty then. And he wasn't even on the WrestleMania card. Like, I don't I don't understand why WWE insists on doing this to us. Like, I know we have Undertaker Brock Lesnar at Hell in a Cell, which we barely talked about. Um, the So, I guess the thinking is they can give us a, a whatever type of world title match on the card. But... That's usually a line of thinking for them. Yeah. Uh, they already got our money. So, oh, Rollins versus Kane. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, anything else you want to talk about from, from Raw? You want to talk about Undertaker, uh, Brock, before we go to segment three? Yeah, um, what do you think is going... Do you think it's going to be a last one? Yes. Okay. I, uh, I don't, I don't see the point in, in going past a Hell in a Cell match. <laughs> like, what more right. did they do? Look, are, are they just gonna have a flat out death match like afterwards? Like, I don't, I don't see that happening. Hey, but um, maybe you know, Austin was talking about a Texas death match. Yeah, that's true. That's that, that's a different. That's a that's a different uh, ball game, though. Uh, I I feel like you like I don't understand how they could let Undertaker beat Brock Lesnar at this point. Um, I feel like Lesnar, like, they, they beat the hell out of each other another one of these strong-style matches, and Lesnar beats him with F5. Are you surprised that this is going to be a match? Yes. It just, I, I like how WWE just snuck it in there, because we were kind of, like, halfway paying attention. Oh, okay, Brock's going to be a, you know, I thought it was one of those ads for the Madison Square Garden show. Oh, he's going to be on a podcast with Austin. That might be interesting. Then, all of a sudden, it seemed like the thing was over, and then it was like, but also... Uh, at, at Hell in a Cell. <laughs> and you're at the same time, you're wondering, why is it called the Go to Hell Tour? And then they just drop Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar. Okay, thanks, WWE. Uh, thanks for, for alerting us, you know. Yeah, I... I'm, WWE I'm thinks they're Beyonce. Just drop it out of thin air. Yeah. I'm not surprised that, you know... That's not the reason why I'm surprised. I'm surprised that given that Undertaker collapsed before going back to Gorilla at, Wrestle, at SummerSlam, uh-huh. I'm surprised that he's up to wrestle another match with Brock Lesnar, a more dangerous match with Brock Lesnar, two months later. And I guess Undertaker's about that life, bro. Well, I mean, yeah, we knew that. But it, it's, not a, it's not a question of can't of will, the will of the mind. It's will the body let him. Look, this could be the last Undertaker match for all we know, bitch. 
And with his rumored WrestleMania opponent, I hope it is so he don't have to do that shit. <laughs> oh, don't me. Or one of them, at least. Um, so, I guess, do you want, okay, since we got to this point, there's nothing else to talk about. What are the oh, there's plenty to talk about. I, I want to talk about, like, segment three. I want to talk about our Tuesday that we had at the indie promotion. But uh, that'll just be like 10 minutes or so. I just want to pull up these WrestleMania um, rumors. One don't second. Don't me. Okay. Don't blow me, Rich. Yeah. You, you about to... Y'all about to... Alright. Basically, when I say this, James is going to go off on one of these hot takes. Uh, or at least I hope he does. Don't oversell it. Don't oversell it. Yeah. I, 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 hope, I hope he goes off on, on, on some type of hot take. Uh, James is usually very reserved at these things, but... It's just... This is just... Just bad. Um, so, we're going to start with the good before we get to the bad. Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. That's, that's another one. Okay. We'll just, we'll just get right to it. Okay. Um, I, I don't know how, how I need to, how I have to say this. One second. Go ahead. Keep them going, James. Well, you just, you want me just to feel? Okay, yeah. layout. Um, so, uh, the Drake and the Future came out, was it Friday or Sunday? No, Sunday. Yes, Sunday. Um, was it 11 tracks, something like that, 10? Uh, 11. They, it, it was 9 with both of them. They each got one track. Yeah, right. Okay, uh, I, I found his opponents. We'll get back to that. Okay, we'll, we'll start with the good, and then we'll get to the, the just, like, aboral, abysmal, abominable, any A word, you know, assholish, uh, any A word you want to use, yes, to, to describe this. So, um, WWE is considering three potential opponents for Undertaker at next year's WrestleMania 32. S- Seth Rollins. Okay. John Cena. Okay. And Braun Strowman. <laughs> I swear to God, I, look, I swear to my grandfather's soul that that is the report that I'm reading on K-Side Seats right now. Dude, that makes no Braun sense. Braun Strowman. Like, dude, that makes no sense. Like, Undertaker spent, like, literally the first, like, ten years of his career at WrestleMania fighting big stiffs, and now he's about to, or, or, wash, or guys that were washing up, or about to be washed, and now he's about to wrestle that dude while he's, like, on his last legs. Undertaker really? versus Braun, bruh, if, like, they might book that man to beat The Undertaker at oh, WrestleMania. It turned him Texas. into the new... Out of Texas. <laughs> look, look, no, look, no, no rush the ring out there. Look, 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 look they're strapped in Texas, bro. Metal detectors and all that kind of stuff. It's still Texas. That look, ain't happening, bro. They'll, they'll shoot at the ring. Nah, bro. That ain't happening. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah it, no just just absolutely foolish. Abysmal. Especially like I want Undertaker versus Cena personally, or I'll take Rollins. You know, with Undertaker either how, way. But how? Like literally, like Kanye face. How? What? How would that even make sense? Given that one, he doesn't like who's gonna cut promos to sell that match. Nobody. Like, what he, Ain't no promos. Like Undertaker didn't cut not one day. That man had didn't show up until WrestleMania. Yeah, he might do that again. No, but how Braun Strowman... Look, I, and, and, and also, think about it. His leader, Bray Wyatt, couldn't beat Undertaker. Why the fuck would Braun Strowman be, like, a credible threat at all? First off, why couldn't that be Luke Harper instead of Braun Strowman? Yeah, I, 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 I feel the same way. Like, how about, like, if you just want to give Undertaker a good match, they don't have a streak anymore. Like, give him, give him Luke Harper. Why not? Dude, there's no way Undertaker's going to be fighting, uh, uh, but fighting Braun Strowman and Luke Harper. Under- you don't have to fight somebody better than that. Undertaker will be wrestling Luke Harper, though, in the near future. It, in the they're gonna, Undertaker's going to be wrestling a house show in Mexico City. It will be the Brothers of Destruction versus Luke Harper and Braun Strowman. <sighs> Is that going to be aired? Yep. It's going to be on oh, the okay. network. So, it's going to uh, be aired. I got no issue with it. Yeah. So what? I guess that means Kane is fully a face now, huh? I don't know what they're doing, bro. 
Or is he no? Or is he still a heel? And he's. And I think he's under, a face. I think right, he's a face. But Undertaker's a heel. Right. But I guess they they they. they it's your logic. He's gonna go away, and then he'll just come back. And we'll just yeah. love the Undertaker. Look, in my eyes, Undertaker's a heel right now, and I'm cheering for Brock Lesnar. Like the whoop that ass and. Bro, I don't know who I would not root for. Brock. Like the only only person that can make me not root for Brock Lesnar is Daniel Bryan. Like that's Are you serious. Yes. Like I don't want to see anybody beat Brock Lesnar. Like ever. Like it's it just you know, unless the dude's like Kurt Angle or something. Like it's just not happening. Kurt Angle. Like you know, someone of that that pedigree, pretty much. Okay. You know. Look, I'd root for Seth Rollins to beat Brock Lesnar in a heartbeat. <laughs> Good luck with that. Look, they don't. They don't let. They barely let Rollins beat uh, regular guys. But um, we're gonna wrap up our second segment. We're gonna come back with a short segment to talk about our experience at NWA Signature Pro Florida Underground Wrestling on Tuesday night, um, where we saw Rich Swan's last ever indie match. Uh, talked to him for a short period of time, and uh, got to meet you know a couple folks and might you know be in the area. Um, in the coming weeks, uh, we will be back with our final segment. It's One Nation Radio. One Nation Radio. Sausage on you, boys. Watch out! Oh, watch out! Oh, watch out! I don't know where Buddy's from, but I'd guess Houston. But <laughs> uh, Post Malone, White Iverson. Uh, but uh, this two past Tuesday, we were over at uh, NWA Signature Pro Florida Underground Wrestling uh, with Dante Brown. Uh, shouts out to uh, Jamie Tucker as well. Uh, every Tuesday, they are running live events in Brandon in Florida. Uh, for those of you guys that are local listeners, uh, if you'd like to go check out uh, one of the top indie feds around here. Uh, we were there this past Tuesday. We saw four matches, which included uh, Rich Swan's last ever match in the independents. Uh, there was also uh, Martin Stone, who you may have seen wrestle Finn Balor recently on NXT TV. Um, I actually ended up doing an in-ring segment with him, uh, which was pretty cool. Um, we worked it out backstage, came out, and, you know, acted it out. Um, we, James, what did you make of the show? I enjoyed it. Uh, we, there were, what, four matches? There were four matches, yeah. Four matches. Two of them I thought were really, really good. Um, my match that could have been on, that could have been on TV and would have entertained anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one, one match, an open triple threat match, where, you know, because we, you have a relationship with some of these guys, you'd understand, like, the circumstances, like, it was just kind of thrown together. Yeah. Um, so, the, you know, that, that kind of, uh, it was okay. Uh, the tag match I wasn't really into, but, I mean, for four matches, you get three of them that... Really, but that match you know, was hilarious, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, Buddy uh, yeah, with so, the beard, I uh, forgot what his wrestling name His name is Anthony. I know that. But, yeah, um, so, yeah. The four matches that are that were all equally had uh, some type of entertainment value to them, one way or another. You know, it's worth it. I, I thought it, I thought it was a good show. Um, you know, I'm not really I haven't really done the whole indie scene aside from some things here and there. Yeah. But it was a it was a it was a fun experience. Yeah, uh, we actually ended up helping tear down the ring because I like James. I have a relationship with uh, with the promotion and a couple of the guys there ended up uh, getting a couple of their contact information, um, and we look forward to having them on the show um, in upcoming weeks. Uh, It's going to be pretty good. Uh, A lot of these guys got a lot of stories to tell uh, that I feel like the world would be entertained by and show you guys what it's like being on the indies, what's it like being, you know, on your way out of the indies, what it's like, you know, used to being somewhere, what it's like, you know... um, we act, like I said, we ended up tearing down the ring and all that. Just you know, it's just cool to kind of learn that that type of stuff. And I actually got to do an in ring segment uh, where I played the the dumb announcer pretty much. Uh, and Martin Stone, he's from the UK and he's like super tough guy. Uh, he basically like you know I, I call him out. He's a champion. 
the Florida Flash champion. Uh, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, what's going on? You know, Martin, how you doing? He doesn't answer me. I'm like, okay, whatever. But um, he snatches the mic out of my hand. You know, he goes from there. Him and Jason Cade have an awesome match. Shouts out to Jason Cade. Um, we were cheering heavily for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, anytime you get a, you know, a young face challenging for a title shot against, you know, the, the veteran heel, kind of kind of want to root for the young guy, don't you? Yeah. Don't you, know, you, agree? you know, we young, you know. I mean, relatively young, yeah. Yeah. You know? Uh, but, yeah, like I said, uh, may, if you guys are in the uh, Tampa Bay area, like around the Brandon, uh, it's at the Yucatan Live Grill. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah, the Yucatan Live Grill, and it runs on Tuesday nights. Uh, you can show up, like, about 7.30, 8 o'clock usually is when the uh, bell rings, but they start letting folks in. Um, I think it's a $10 cover charge, but it's totally worth it uh, if you're into wrestling. Um you might catch us out there in the upcoming weeks. Um, I won't be there next week because I have a session booked. Um, but the week after that, I don't know if you're up for it, James, but I'd love to go back. Um, the uh, But besides that, uh, you got anything else to, that you kind of picked up at the show that you might want to add to? Um, I thought it was really cool how at the end of the match and um, Rich Love put put uh put guy over um in his last match before leaving uh how you know all the guys got in the ring and talked about how they were pre- all appreciative of their time they spent with each other at the end so yeah, I, I thought that was cool mm-hmm. and uh rich swan was was really cool he came up to like you know he's easily approachable uh told him i was a big fan of his work he came up and shook like me and james's hands uh it seemed like he's a guy that we are probably going to be rooting very hard for uh, to do yeah. do well within WWE, uh, and I look forward to seeing his career and what it progresses to. Uh, big spot of the night uh, was Richard <laughs> Rich, Richard Delicious um, jumping from way the hell like he probably took like a twenty five foot drop. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say it's over two stories that he yeah. that he jumped from. I, I still got the video of it. Yeah, I haven't put it up on Instagram or anything like that yet, but it, I'll put it up. <laughs> yeah, you should, put that, Twitter. you should put that up. Uh, make sure you guys follow us um, at One Nation Radio. I've been writing a ton more columns over on uh, WhatCulture.com and SocialSuplex.com. Um, Jeremy and I, what's up, Jeremy? We've actually come up with a plan to curate One Nation Radio as well as a couple other radio shows um, of his and, and other um, forms. Um, we'll be hosting them at SocialSuplex.com. And it's going to be a really good experience uh, for all our users and followers. Um, we appreciate you guys. I took a look at our stats. We had a lot of downloads since August 1st. So, um, shouts out to all, the, all you guys. Uh, we would love for you guys to talk to us. Um, follow us on Twitter, um, at RichLab32, at JamesBoydONR, or JamesBoyd87. Um, James, you got anything to add on that, that note? Not too much. Just um, be sure to check out the footballeducator.com for our um, footballeducator.com podcast. Uh, and also check out, if you're into football, check out uh, some of the stuff that uh, Thorne and Zach are writing for the website. Um, that's all I got right now, really. And um, add yourself, uh, find the Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group. You can interact with us. Like, usually we're pretty much on there. Uh, a lot more than, oh, not more than Twitter, but it's like a little bit easier um, access and longer, you know, if you wanted to get into a debate with one of us. That might be the, the space to do it. Uh, and you can find the Ring Bells Roundup from Sierra Reed on there. Shouts out to Sierra. Um, and we are going to wrap it up. We will be at Shine. Is it October 2nd, James? I believe so, yeah. So if you're in the Tampa Bay area uh, and you see a light-skinned guy with a beard next to a big dude, <laughs> that's like six four, you know, out there just just you know massive. Like look like he should be in the ring. That's James, and I'm oh, Rich. <laughs> just come up to us and tell us you heard the show, or you know, tell us that we suck. Uh, I wouldn't recommend that though, because we might have to run it on site. But uh, we'll try to keep it peaceful. Uh, but that's pretty much gonna be it for One Nation Radio. Uh, hope you guys like the new intro. Uh, I put it up on my SoundCloud, SoundCloud.com/slash/RichLatta32, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, if you want to download it, uh, bump it in your car, uh, anything like that. 
Um, I gave Wale, David Shoemaker, and Ric Flair official credits on the song. So, you know. But uh, that's going to be it for One Nation Radio. Peace. Later. Nice buns. Soft, fluffy, and ultra-low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra-low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O.